0: Friends, and welcome to Annie's Pink Chair, where we invite presence, inspire purpose, and ignite passion into hearts to spread God's love across the world. And today I have the most amazing couple in the studio. We're going to be talking to them. You might know who they are, but let me give you a little clue. Our first friend is Dwayne Lee Chapman, also known as Dog the Bounty Hunter. It's an American television personality known for popular TV programs following his life and adventures as a bounty hunter. And Francie, his wife, Chapman leads the operations of light up the darkness a media ministry. She founded with her husband, Duane. Hi dog and Francie. I'm so excited that you're coming on the pink chair today. And I'm totally fanning out because I love both of you. And Thank I you follow. for having
1: us. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm so, so happy much. that you're with us today because not only, I mean, we just love, you know, everything, dog, that you started doing with TV. But I love that you got married and you're in love and you both are doing ministry together. And it's simply amazing. But first, I want to talk because some people will be like, well, who's dog? Well, if you don't know who dog is, obviously they're under a big rock, right? Because how did you start? <laughs> How did you get involved with becoming a bounty hunter? Like what prompted you to be in that realm of finding the bad guy and getting them arrested?
1: So I was in prison in the 70s in a place called Texas for 18 months. And while in there, I saved an inmate from getting killed. He was running and had to tackle him from the guard shooting. So I got the nickname dog and i was a devil's disciple hell's angel so i got the nickname instead of dog disciple i was dog the bounty hunter so i got out in 79 went to the post office and grabbed 10 of the top 10 and in 30 days brought in one of them for 10 grand and so the fbi said wait a minute who are you what do you do i said i'm a bounty hunter it's legal president lincoln signed it in that many years ago so with their help and training I've been in it 43 years and I've arrested over 10,000 fugitives and never killed one of them, but probably shot 1500 with non-lethal weapons. And then I met Francie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. And, and a lot of people, you know, this is what is really cool. is the fact that how did you get the connection to have people come and film you? What prompted that media? curiosity and have you I mean obviously a lot of these people that you were hunting down dog are like major criminals right right how was that like how did you get that connection to have the cameras follow you on was this an idea that you had or did someone approach you and say hey man i want to film you what you do is really cool
1: well i when i would take it's because he's so cool oh will <laughs> you're when you're I, right <laughs> i all started when i would take people to jail Back in like 1980 and 81, I would have to stand in line with the visitors that come to visit the inmates because the cops back then didn't like me. They didn't like the fact I was out there bringing these guys in, you know, every day. My record is six. So I would be standing with the prisoner outside him all cuffed up and people would start saying, wow, what do you do? Who are you? I said, dog, the bounty hunter wow how come you're that way and i noticed that <laughs> as i was talking i drew a crowd and people were like blah." Well, well, well. so then i got lucky in 81 and met the guru of all gurus tony robbins and so he put me in his book i met met uh ozzy and sharon they put me on their show i worked for tony till 99 guest speaking and stuff like that i met uh trump of course uh colin powell uh, Senator Mitchell, some of the greatest people in the world, but the, what did it was Martin sheets. And let me tell you something, man, you do, you're doing this for a living, dragging people out of their houses and getting money. said, so you need to be on television. This is, there's a new thing called reality TV, which, <laughs> which Aussie and, uh,
2: Sharon. Sharon
1: started. And so then I hooked up with Sharon and she's still probably Ozzy's manager, So I asked her the ins and outs. She said, shoot from the hip, do not accept the script. You know, they can always rewind it if you say something bad, but you know, come out with what you really feel. That's what reality means. You're still still in Hollywood, you're just a different kind of actor. And so she and Martin Sheen, you know, got me. Then we did, uh, I met Peter Goober, who wrote the first Batman, him and his wife. And they, uh, try, try star pictures, So they gave me a shot at a TV show called, uh, the secret life of bounty hunters. And it, it it went skyrocketed. So then we got bids for the show, CBS, NBC, A&E. And A&E was the only one that said, you may say in Jesus name, amen at the end of your prayer. Other networks, because of the combination of several religions so we can't be like that. So my president said, we'll let you do it a couple times. See what happens. So, of course, when the show hit the first night, it hit three point two million, which was huge back then. Wow! And she goes, we don't care what name you say it. Keep that up with Jesus. <laughs> so, so uh, oh, that was probably 25 years ago. So three different networks doing the same. Now we're still chasing bad guys. The, the the thing, the, what do you call it, that you started with Katie, my sister, A. The Dog Foundation. The Dog right. Foundation. They're going to take care of the girls that have been sex trafficked and this and that. And, uh, you know, we used to call it pimp or pimp, and now it's called sex traffic. And right. get them away from that, give them the Lord, give them power to overcome how to say no and just run. And... We're still going after the scum that, that hurt the girls. All these guys try to come back and find the girls and they're rescued. Where do they get a load of me when they try to come back?
2: <laughs> so,
1: so we're still, and we're going to, I always, you know, I don't want to be a preacher. I would love to have a church. If there's one in Naples empty, I want it. But I always wanted to do that and have like the biggest flock in the world. You know, I would like to, man, I'll flock them out. I'm telling you. So Francie is a very good writer and speaker. So we went to one church and spoke and all of a sudden, man, 10 people invited us to more. And then there is an upper echelon in the Christian Holy Ghost community, you know, top guys that see angels. And all of a sudden we have met, supped with them and they prayed with us and had us back again, like 10 of them. So the Lord is like downloading on me and Francie, some of the most dramatic, uh, prosperous, n- uh, not prosper. Pro- uh, we are prosper. We will, uh, what's it called? What Hank does prophecies prophecies oh, that-
0: prophecies. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. And there's a lot of coming out right now, but we're hearing, we're getting trained by the elite of that world. So it's, uh, it's incredible. It's amazing. Francie fits right in, but I stand right out. So I can see Francie getting in there. And, you know, she's a sweet little Christian, but, you know, some of these Christians go, Oh my God, how come your name Dog? And I say, Well, it's God's name spelled backwards. And the bikers right. name me that. So the bikers name me that because I always talk about God. I'm a name dropper and I drop the name of Jesus more now than I ever have in my life. And it's, uh, you know, Jesus died and the angels are around, but it's because of Francie, you know, she made me a uh, uh, conditions of love <laughs> and she made me make these, uh, commitments. Now, yes, now, you did.
2: Francie sold out. And okay. Francie-, Francie,
0: how did you both meet? Because I know both of you had, obviously tragedies happen in your life, but that actually brought you together. Am I right? How did you guys meet?
2: Yes. So, you know, um, after our spouses died, uh, both of us, you know, coming from where our backgrounds and all the things that dog and I've been through and where we've come from, nothing prepared us for the loss of our spouses and where that took us. Uh, But God had a plan, and it was greater than both of us. And in the midst of all of that uh, grief and what we were going through and our our grief process, uh, I had a friend prophesy over me that I was going to meet Dog the Bounty Hunter, uh, which I was living under a rock, I think, because I didn't (laughs) know who
1: he was. (laughs) <laughs> well she was a was a rancher.
2: I'm from a small yeah I'm from a small cowboy town in Colorado. With a big ranch. And so I, I had no idea who he was. And so when she told me that, I told her, You're nuts. And that's crazy. <laughs> and two
1: months later No, what'd you say? Your God antennas.
2: Yeah, you can say it. I told You're her Your God in, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, baby. Your god in, I told her your God antennas are twisted. And So, and that guy needs a haircut. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's, that's not happening. So two months later, I end up, um, my husband who passed away, his phone had three messages on it. And I just wasn't calling people back anymore because it was like nine months then. And it was just hard to keep calling people, telling them that he passed away. And so I, Erase the first two messages. And on the next message, I hear the guy, what, what I think he says is this is Doug Chapman and I'm looking for Bob. And so I call back because he says that he's friends with a client of Bob's. And so that was the only reason why I called back and I didn't erase the message. So when I called him and I, when I called him, I asked for Doug and so when he says, who's this in this mm. voice that he's trying to disguise because he didn't recognize the number, I say, this is Francie. And you left a message for my husband, Bob. I'm really sorry, Doug, but Bob passed away months ago and he, the guy starts bawling.
1: Well, I oh. you said, Wait. You said no. of cancer and that.
2: Yes. Tri- I, okay. Yeah. I said, Bob passed away of cancer. And the guy starts bawling. And I'm like, who is Doug? And why is he crying over Bob? I have no idea who this guy is. And so I hear him take a deep breath and he says, my name's not Doug. It's Dog, the bounty hunter. And I just recently lost my wife to cancer. So we both end up crying. And we have this, you know, several, two hour maybe conversation on the phone about what we had just walked through and what was happening. And he was only a couple of months in then and was really hurting and, and not in a good place. And so, you know, we say, we'll keep in touch. Can I call you? Um, You know, I say, if you need to talk, definitely reach out. And so I don't hear from him again after that. And while my friend who prophesied over me kept telling me I needed to reach back out to him because God had given her this vision of all these things that he was going to use us for together to change lives. Oh, wow. um, Speak to the broken and the lost and the downtrodden and the hurting. And so I, I just kept telling her, no, you know, I'm not reaching back out to him. No, I'm not doing that. And so eight months later, I had only told a few of my friends that I had spoken with him. And eight months later, a girlfriend of mine who also lost her husband to cancer was listening to Bethel music at two in the morning. Mm -hmm. And she, uh, a Dog the Bounty Hunter interview popped down on her feed, and she thought, Bethel music, Dog the Bounty Hunter, that's impossible. So she watches and he's, I live in Colorado. And the interview wasn't even in Colorado. It was in California. He was on Fox News. And the newscaster said to him, dog, you're about eight months into your grieving process now. And I really feel like this is going to be an extension of the kind, the people that you're helping and all of this stuff. And he turns to him and he says, well, it's so funny that you'd say that because I called this dirt guy, Bob. And his wife, Francie, called me back. And we had this amazing conversation. And I think God's going to use us together somehow. No way. And I oh. instantly start crying. And so I wrestled with God for five days after that <laughs> about calling him back. And... Uh...
0: Hi, friends, it's Annie Lobert from Annie's Pink Chair, and I am actually on location at our nonprofit ministry called the Destiny House. And do you feel and see the presence that's going on here? The peace, the calmness, the comfort, the beautiful grass, the trees. This is what each woman comes to when she enters our Destiny House program for sex trafficking victims. Would you please consider partnering with us monthly or just send us a one-time donation? Just go to our website at hookersforjesus.net and click on Donate. And listen, your donation goes to a good cause. Thank you so much.
1: So we met for coffee, nothing happened. She's a widow. I know what the Bible says about widows and children. <laughs> and so, no, really?
0: Nothing happened.
1: <laughs> no. so I love it. So, uh, I go after this guy that's going to kill me, and I appreciate her scripture, something about the arrows by night. So two weeks we were in L.A. looking, and I called her every night. She had the scripture that matched my day. Again, nothing ever between as a partner ever, ever, ever. So
2: either of us were there No, or even, I don't
1: want to get married again.
2: Yes. We were not looking for, for that. And, and my thought was, okay, God is this guy. I just went through what he went through. And so God's going to use me the whole prophecy that my friend is saying, you know, God's going to use me to help him stand back up because you know, I know he has a show and he does all these things. And so God's going to use me to help him get back up. There was no thinking of this is ever going to no. be
1: to be anything. No. So then I uh, came home. We captured Lawhead, the killer. Uh, I said, you know, all of a sudden my all my energy was, you know, Based towards this lady, this widow that knew the Bible good. You know, my mother raised these up. Uh, so it was a mothering. It was a friendship. It was a friendship mothering. Yeah. I could say that. You're not my mama now, mama. And, uh, <laughs> but it was a mothering we thing.
2: Saint mama.
1: Yeah. It was a mothering <laughs> thing. You know, she was telling me scriptures and helping me out. It was a friendship So then thing. I said, listen, you like, and I was lonesome one night. My dogs are all asleep. I said, listen, you want to go to see a movie? And she goes, yeah, you go to church with me. What movie? I said, Jumanji. She's like, oh. okay. I knew Dr. Pit, no, you know, other kind of movies. So, uh, we, I went to church now before I went to church, I came out of the hospital cause I had an operation we had. I couldn't find my car. No 300 people. When I left 12, when I went, I needed a partner. I've been married since I was 15. I need a partner to share my thoughts with, to tell me, no, that's crazy. <laughs> to say, yes, that's good. Oh, no. no, you're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. I was making a lot of bad decisions. Right. And I'm like, so I pulled my car over, got out of the car. It was hey, snowing. Let's
2: be for real. What? Like we, you, both of us in that time were, you know, the devil's trying to get us derailed. And you thought about, you know, I'm going no, back to I, the old life. Well, I and said that I, prayer. Yeah. And, and I was saying, okay, God, you know, I can't do this. I can't, I I've got nothing left, which it, that's exactly where he wants us. When, when he's moving in our lives in a powerful way and he's changing us and he's restoring what's broken inside that's where he wants us at where we've got nothing left. Amen,
1: Francis. <laughs> Preach it, sister. So I pull the car over in the snow. I draw a circle around the car. I say, Lord, this is holy ground. Let me talk to you, Jesus. You know how many guys threw up in my lap? Did I get paid any extra? You know how many times I tell them all about Jesus? I go, that's you, buddy. You know that I'm My nickname is your name, dog spelled backwards. Listen, man, I've been right on. There's some things I haven't done. I admit that, but I repented every time. (laughs) I don't know how good that went over. So I said, listen, I need a woman. And I went to look at how Adam got Eve. And I found the scripture before that. God does not expect a man to live alone. So I knew the Holy Ghost was in my car. And I'm like, you're giving me scriptures it's okay to ask for a woman, Lord. Oh. I thought. And I said, you know, God kind of was like, well, what kind of girl would you like? And I was like, I don't care what tribe she's from. You know, I'm Happy Apache. I want her to be tall and I want her to be skinny and I want her to speak in tongues of <laughs> heavenly angels. And I I said that, right? So I got back in my or I'm in the car talking and I said and you know if this don't work there's a lot of people I could go to work for and I could go back into the old dog okay so I'm asking you right now you know I'm not laying the cards on the line because I don't know if you can do that God but I'm laying my cards on the line look at me what I did for you know I'm doing it <coughs> so I go to church with her oh
2: but the, wait
1: this is the best part wait
2: so <laughs> the the wrestling that I was doing with God, which actually I thought was a trick from the devil because I kept saying after Bob passed away, that's it. Like, I will never give my heart to anybody again. I've been married to a drug dealer. I've been in the life. I've come out of a lot of crap and I'm done. Like, that's it. I'm not giving my heart to anybody. And the devil isn't going to trick me into dog the bounty hunter. I have a plan that you know, a
1: missionary. <laughs> and a I'm giving enough. my
2: life to the Lord and, and that's it. You know, I'm done with anything else. And so um, the day that he was in the car and that happened, that was the day that God said to me, you're going to text him and you're going to do it right now. And that was when he was in the car. Sorry about that. We're going to have to listen
0: for part two about Dog and Francie's beautiful love affair that was started by God. It's so important that we talk about relationships, everyone, because this is what brings us back to Christ. When I was being trafficked many, many years ago, as a teenager, yes, I am not a teenager anymore, but this is the reality that we're dealing with. Just like Dog and Francie are trying to rescue those out of sex trafficking, that's what we do at our house, Destiny House and Dream House. It's really, really crucial that when someone gets out of trafficking, that not only is there a hospital available, or a lawyer, or a place for them to stay, counseling, trauma therapy, that there is relationships that are established for them so that they can feel like they're not lost. It is so important that people feel that they belong to a group of friends or family. One of the things that I remember that helped me heal the most was the fact that there were people around me in the church and in the group of people that I knew at the time that were also all believers, that they really believed in me and they saw promise and they saw provision for me. They prophesied over me and they let me know that I was not alone and that they saw something beautiful in the now and also in my future, that God was going to take my horrific experience that was completely a way that the devil was trying to bring me back into hell and he was going to use it and flip it like a coin for good. And that's what we do at Destiny House. We not only have homes for women that are getting out of trafficking, we also do direct service outreach. That's how we started in the first place was I started going to the strip In Las Vegas, the very place that I was being trafficked and I started giving out gift bags to the women that were working. And inside that gift bag was really nice things like sometimes there was lipstick, sometimes there was perfume with a candle, bath salts, take a hot bath. And of course, we never left this out. We always gave and we give a Bible. The word of God changes people. And I know that if that was me and I was working and someone gave me a gift bag and there was a Bible in there, I would instinctively know that somehow the prayers that my mom was praying for me and good friends that knew me from way back in the day in Minnesota before I started being sex trafficked, that they were definitely watching out for me. Every single month, we always have bills to pay at the Destiny House, and now we have a house called. Dream House for graduates of Destiny House. And we always have to make sure that our staff's paid. We have 24-7 care for these ladies that are traumatized by sex trafficking. And we need monthly partnerships. That's why I'm asking you today, would you consider, and you can pray about this. You don't have to feel pressured or like I'm doing an infomercial now. I would love it if you prayed about partnering with us. Even something as little as $20 $20, $30, $40, $50, $100 a month makes a huge impact on the ladies that we serve. Ladies, when they come to our home, they get brand new clothing, brand new shoes. They get trauma counseling. They get horse therapy. They also get animal therapy. They learn how to do art. They learn how to cook. And also they go through classes with addiction. And any type of need that they might have emotionally, spiritually, and mentally, these are addressed with each client that we have at our Destiny House. Please just think about it. If you gave $20 a month or $100 a month, or I'm going to say it, yes, 1000 every single dollar goes to direct services. These ladies are precious, just like I was when I was getting out of trafficking and they are worth every dime that you would give and gift our organization. We are a nonprofit. Every dollar you give is tax deductible. And trust me, when you sleep at night, isn't going to feel good knowing that your dollars went to a cause that's changing lives. If you want to give, just go to pinkchair.com and click on donate. Again, pinkchair.com, click on donate. Thank you so much. I want to share a resource with you that I am personally very happy about because it's a book that I wrote called Fallen Out of the Sex Industry and Into the Arms of the Savior. It's in English and in Spanish. And this is my crazy harrowing journey out of sex trafficking. Getting out of sex trafficking was one of the hardest things I had ever done in my life. But my story explains, it reads just like a movie, how I got out, but first of all, how I got pulled in, why I got pulled in. You think about it, a white girl, how did she get into trafficking? Yes, it happens. And how God lovingly, gently scooped me out of the arms of the devil and snatched me out of that realm and brought me into his kingdom to do the work that I'm called to do now. Please go to our website. You can pick up our book. And also we need your partnership. TV is not free. Podcasting is not free. Just go to pinkchair.com, click on donate and help us end human sex trafficking. Thank you so much.